This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It is Friday, February 10th, and this is People Every Day. Hi, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here with you for the last time. Today is the last day of People Every Day. But as always, we will be serving up some spectacular stories and interviews for you today. And trust me, we are going out with a bang and maybe a table flip or two. (laughs) We are sitting down with Real Housewives of New Jersey vets, Teresa Judice and Jennifer Aiden to talk about all the joy and drama that is their lives and this new season. We begin today with some Britney news. Multiple sources close to Britney Spears have told people that they are worried about the pop star and say she's going through a difficult time right now. Spears' inner circle had an intervention planned for the Baby One More Time singer, but it was canceled at the last minute. However, we did learn that Spears met with a doctor Wednesday, and while the meeting went well, it appears the next steps remain murky. As one source framed it, Brittany has been acting increasingly erratically, and those around her have grown more concerned. She is often up all night, sleeps during the day, and has a lot of anger. Ugh. Another source elaborated on Brittany's recent behavior, adding, quote, Everyone had hoped Brittany could be convinced to seek treatment before things got any worse, but they knew it wouldn't be easy. She's been going through a lot and has been increasingly combative. The insider also shared that Spears' husband, Sam Ascari, is being as supportive as possible, which is definitely what you want to hear. Spears has definitely been through the ringer the last several years with everything happening surrounding her relationship with her parents, sister, two sons, and finally getting out of her conservatorship. I'm saddened and concerned for Brittany, honestly, but it sounds like those closest to her have her best interest at heart. We will continue to follow this story closely on people.com and continue to wish nothing but happiness for Brittany. She deserves it. You heard that. In just a few short days, Rihanna is going to feel like the only girl in the world as eyeballs around the globe will be on her during this Sunday's Super Bowl halftime show. The multi-Grammy winner has had a whirlwind last few months. As she told news outlets ahead of this weekend's big performance, quote, motherhood, Oscars, Super Bowl, I'm still pinching myself, really. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And yes, she does have a lot to be grateful for. She and ASAP Rocky will Welcome to Sun, together last May. Her single, Lift Me Up, is featured in the blockbuster film Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. Like I said, a whirlwind last few months, but Rihanna has been laser-focused on tackling the Super Bowl. At a press conference on Thursday, the superstar and mogul opened up about preparing for this weekend's career-defining performance, saying, quote, Sunday? Now that's the one. I've been so focused on the Super Bowl, I totally forgot that my birthday's coming up. I totally forgot about Valentine's Day. When asked about which of her show-stopping singles she plans to perform, Riri was honest about how difficult it was to narrow down her song selection. She said, that was the hardest, hardest part. I can imagine. (laughs) She continued, deciding how to maximize 13 minutes, but also celebrate. That's what this show is going to be. It's going to be a celebration of my catalog in the best way that we could have put it together. 
Yes, I can't wait. I am just so, so excited to see her perform. And I'm also excited to see friend of the show, Cheryl Lee Ralph, on Sunday. The Abbott Elementary star is set to perform Lift Every Voice and Sing ahead of the big game and spoke with people about meeting Rihanna. And she did not hold back. She said, she's really quite a beautiful Amazon. I was like, oh my God, look at her. Yes, this is Savage Fenty. I completely get it. She's got like a warrior spirit, you know? It's like, no, why would you mess with her? No, you'll never win. No, she's winning all the time. I love it. (laughs) I love Cheryl. And when asked by Yahoo Sports who she had winning this weekend, she didn't hold back there either. The Eagles, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. Cheryl is just a gem. Love her so much. Can't wait to see these two incredible performers this weekend. And oh yeah, can't wait to devour as many tasty snacks as possible. And now it's time to pour yourself a glass of your favorite tossing wine as we take another trip into the world of The Real Housewives. If you are like me, then you are too excited because waiting for the return of The Real Housewives of New Jersey is over. If you did not see the season 13 premiere this week, do not worry because we have you covered. Okay, so grab your suntan lotion, tease your hair, and hold on to those tables because here to fill us in on the new season of Jersey is none other than the one and only Teresa Judice and the woman who is obsessed with family, tradition, and Chanel, Jennifer Aiden. You guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. So excited. Well, one, you're besties. You're very close. Yes, we are. (laughs) Also, you will not hold back. So I want to get the real tea on these new cast members this season. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, Well, Danielle, I brought her on as my friend, introduced her to all the girls. And what I love about Danielle is that she's a leader. She's Mm -hmm. definitely not a follower. I respect that so much about her that she made her own opinion based on how she met everyone. So it's not like she's like, I'm going to be Teresa's friend only. And that's it. No, she did not do that. Well, Jennifer, how do you feel about new Jennifer? I think all of the girls, they all bring something different to the table. And what you will see after watching the whole season, that you are going to get a clear cut view of their personalities. That's what Mm. I will say. So at the end of that, you guys will come to your own consensus as to how they are as housewives, whether they're loyal or leaders or followers, that will be TBD. But until then, what I will say is that you will view each one of their authentic characters. Uh, Jen Fessler is a hoot. I second that. I second that. She's so funny. Very funny, like sassy and she's willing to be silly and cringe and embarrassing, and you're loving every minute of it. So we had so much fun with Jen Fessler. Danielle and Rachel, they brought in new things to the group. Me personally, I got along better with Danielle, Mm -hmm. and you guys are going to see why. The way that I am with friendships, and Teresa will be like a testament to this because I was the same with her. I jump in head first and want to go all in when I want to be friends with somebody. But I'm the one that always wants to be friends with everybody at first. I never go like after somebody until they've started with me first. And then I respond, which I think you guys have known that about me. And mm-hmm. I think that's why Jennifer and I get along so well, because we're very much alike. There's a lot of past tense I'm hearing with this, Rachel. Like, I wanted to be friends. I tried. You guys saw that she wasn't at my wedding. So you kind of, I'm not giving it away, but she kind of did, you know? And I think you guys saw what I said to her in the trailer clip. Mm -hmm. Teresa, you jumped into the wedding pool, which I'm so excited you did because 
Oh my gosh, what a sight to see. First things first, the hair. Did you expect that to become the spinoff story from your wedding (laughs) that it did? You know, look, it made a lot of noise, which I'm all about that. You know, I like to always stand out. So I guess I did stand out, you know, (laughs) or I walked down the aisle. I did get a little nervous and I just think it was like, you know, the hair, like everything. And I was just like, (laughs) but then I just calmed myself down because I was just getting anxiety before Uh I walked down the aisle. And then once I saw Louie, I calmed down. Oh, Louie. Yeah. Well, speaking of the wedding as well, you know, just over the years, Teresa, we've seen just the tumult of the relationship with you and and brother Joe Gorga and his wife, Melissa. And you're talking about Rachel not being there. They weren't there either, you know, as we saw as the season played out and the reunion and as the season begins as well, we see that that didn't happen. And they also didn't attend your, your 50th birthday. So what journey are we going to see with your family this season? Yeah, I just, I wish them well. I wish my brother and his family, you know, just, I wish them well. Is it to the point where you're just like, I'm done with it. You know, God bless. I, yeah, like I, like I said, I just wish them well. All right. All right. Oh, I know that's something that's coming up in this season as well. Um, yeah, I guess you're going to have to watch the season to see how it plays out. All right. All right. Well, you know, just wishing all of you guys well as well. I know that can't be an easy situation. Jennifer, you were a bridesmaid. You were a bridesmaid yes. at the wedding. Yes. Is there any behind the scenes moments of that day that sticks out in your mind? I mean, obviously when she was getting her hair done. And I walked into the room and I just, I saw the the height before they put the crown on. At first glance, I was like, where are we going with this hair, sweetheart? You know? <laughs> so I didn't see the end result until she came out. And you know what? She was able to carry it. Like nobody else could carry it. And it became iconic. So I think my favorite part was their wedding vows to each other. And the way that Teresa was in her wedding vows, not just Louis, because Louis, we all know, like Louis's got the gift of gab. He's a great talker. But the way that Teresa said her vows in a way that was so flawless and so genuine from the heart, it's definitely a tearjerker. Well, I want to ask about that because Louis, like you said, Louis has his own style and his the gift of gab and everything. And we're kind of seeing so much more of him, of course, with this season we're going to. Teresa, do you feel like he has impacted you personally in a way? You can kind of see him in moments yes. saying like, okay, think about this. Maybe don't say that oh, like that. Yes, maybe, defi- maybe don't flip the table. <laughs> yeah, he definitely impacted me in, in a good way, like really amazing. And Most he's definitely ca- calmed me down. He's made me more namaste. Yes. <laughs> which I love that. I definitely needed that, you know, in my life. And this is a blended family of sorts as well, right? Like just, you know, yes. being able to, you know, the international co-parenting that you have going on and all that. How is that dynamic working? Yeah. And Louis has two sons. His son that's 21 has autism. He lives with his ex-wife. We see him every other weekend. And then his younger son, Louis, lives with us and he's 19. And then we yeah. have four dogs. I had one dog. He had three dogs. We have a golden and two labs and mm-hmm. a multipo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my four girls. But yeah, it's been amazing. Thank God, like with the blending of the family. I think his ex-wife's lovely. He gets along with my ex-husband. And we are, thank God, it's like a beautiful family. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. to hear that. Well, if we step outside of Jersey, there's been so much happening in just the Bravo universe. Do you guys get time to watch and tune into some of the other franchises? You know, I've been watching Miami lately. I'm friends with Larsa. Yeah, I like Miami and I'm friends with Alexia. 
I find it really hard to watch Lisa's story. I think she's a rock star. Mm-hmm. She's being forced to have to go through this on camera because of her very insensitive, soon-to-be ex-husband. I mean, the biggest newsmaker this year really has been Salt Lake City, I think, with Jin Shah and what she's been going through. Yes. Has, has that been like an off-camera discussion with you guys when it comes to the Jersey cast? I mean, I think Teresa's talked about it on her podcast. I mean, I think it's really unfortunate, just the whole situation. I don't know why, if you were doing those type of things, you would go on national TV. So I think just like the whole situation is just really sad for her family. She's got kids. You know, it pulls at your heartstrings. You know, you want to say like, oh, she should be punished for her actions. And of course that she should. I still can't help but feeling sad for just like, you know, when you look about the family aspect. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say on Namaste Bees, that podcast that everybody loves to listen to? What, what was your take on it all, Teresa? Oh, Namaste Bitches. Um, <laughs> well, people were trying to find similarities, and I don't think it's similar. Like, aside from a housewife being sent to go away, nothing they did is the same. Teresa didn't do anything wrong. She just, like, signed papers for her husband, which we all do. I hate getting judged because I've went to jail. And I'll say it a million times because I did my time already. That's why I stand and who I am, that I did not commit a crime. I signed papers. I did two closing on two homes that my husband he was using my credit. And that's basically like, you know, that's what he did. He used my they credit. They want to I had, make an example out of you, Teresa. Yeah. Now I know that even more so that it's sad, you know, that I had to go through that because I was on TV. And it's sad because I have four kids and I had to go and leave them for 11 and a half months and then come home and then lose my mom eight months later. It was hard for me to live with for all these years. And I always ask God, like, why did I have to go through that? I think I got my answer finally. We all have a journey that we have to all go through. And I guess Mm -hmm. I had to go through that journey in order to meet Louie. So, I mean, that's the thing. So my situation is totally different. different. Yeah. If I was committing a crime, I would not be on the Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) I would definitely not. Because I remember asking my husband before we got on, is everything good with you? Like legit, everything's good. He's like, if you want to do it, you could do it. And I was like, all right. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for being here and just sharing and opening up about this season. To everyone listening, you heard it here. Make sure to tune into The Real Housewives of New Jersey next week as Teresa kicks wedding planning into high gear and Jennifer finds herself in a secret meeting. Ooh, drama. I can... Not wait. (laughs) I can't wait. And I can't wait. The wedding special is going to be after the Real Housewives of New Jersey is over. Yeah. So I can't wait to everyone to tune into the wedding special because I can't wait to relive it with everyone. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. All right, guys, go put Tuesday nights on Bravo on your calendar. And Teresa, thank you so much, guys. And then follow us on Instagram at Teresa Judites. Jennifer Aiden. And then listen to my podcast, Namaste Bitches. Yes, it's like top 10. (laughs) Yes. All right, coming up, D-Nice is dropping by for a very special New Music Friday. We'll talk about the new single that dropped recently and some music for all of you singles out there yourselves and those who may be looking to make moves and set the mood for a special someone this Valentine's Day. But first, as we mentioned earlier, the Super Bowl is just a few days away. And aside from the halftime show, the incredible commercials and the big game itself, Sunday is, of course, all about the food, right? After the break, people's food aficionado 
Coronado, Anna Calderon, joins the show to share one of her favorite recipes from a former Super Bowl MVP. Grab a pen and paper because you'll want to make your grocery list immediately. Trust me, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We are back, and to get you and your kitchen ready for Sunday, I am turning things over to People's Digital Food Editor, Anna Calderon, as she shares a tasty recipe from two-time Super Bowl champion and NFL Hall of Famer, Peyton Manning. Take it away, Anna. Hey everyone, if you're anything like me, you think Super Bowl is more about the food than it is the big game. So we got a bunch of amazing recipes from former football players, and my favorite one is Peyton Manning's Chicken Parm Hero. He's very passionate about chicken parm and says this recipe from his Saloon 16 restaurant has a strong chicken to sauce to cheese ratio. <laughs> Start by heating two tablespoons of olive oil in a heavy saucepan over medium high. Add one chopped onion, three chopped garlic cloves, and a quarter teaspoon of salt, and cook that about two minutes. Stir in one can of tomatoes and a quarter teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. Bring it to a simmer, then cover and reduce the heat to medium low and let it simmer about 30 minutes. While that cooks, stir together one cup of flour, one and a half tablespoons of dried basil, one teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of pepper in a shallow bowl. Then you're gonna dredge six chicken cutlets in the flour mixture, then dip them in some beaten eggs and dredge in panko breadcrumbs. Now we fry them. Pour canola oil to the depth of one half inch in a large skillet and heat it over medium till it's 350 degrees. Cook the chicken in two batches until it's lightly golden brown, about two to four minutes per side. Transfer to a rack, set over a rimmed baking sheet and sprinkle them all with salt. Now we're gonna preheat the broiler. Take your hoagie rolls, cut side up, and put them on a rimmed baking sheet. Broil until they're lightly toasted, about 30 seconds. Then remove them from the oven, but leave the oven on, and spread a quarter cup of tomato sauce on the bottom of each roll. Top each with the chicken, three tablespoons of tomato sauce, and two thirds cup of shredded mozzarella. Then broil until the cheese is melted, lightly browned and bubbling, one to three minutes. Get this recipe and more game day recipes on people.com food. is New Music Friday here, and I have to say I am so excited for this one because joining us today is a man who has been around hitting us with rhymes since the 80s and kept us sane by way of getting us dancing in our living rooms with club quarantine during the COVID lockdown. Here today to help us get our grooves on is none other than rapper, producer, MC, and photographer, Mr. Derek Jones, also known as D-Nice. D, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, on a personal note, I am so happy to be speaking with you again. It's a special day here for us, and this feels like an extra special way to send us off. So you really made so many people happy and continue to do so on your Instagram lives and with your dance parties. So just remind us how that started and why it is so important for you to continue. 
Yes, yes. And the reason why I still do it is the same reason why I did it in the beginning. It was really about community. It was a way to keep people safe. When I was home alone, I decided to play music and noticed that everyone was kind of feeling the same way that I did. And I do remember like one of the reasons why I also continue just jumping on and playing music was based on like seeing one one comment that that a woman wrote like when everything was like blowing up crazy and she said oh my gosh everyone knows him now he's never going to do this again so i always think about her and i always go mm. back on and just play a set i love that just the connection well it is new music friday as i said and as a musician yourself and a music producer i would love it if you could spin for us you know that one song that came out this week that caught all of our attention and i feel like this is going to be special because it's new to you as well right Yes, it's new to me. I heard it just briefly for for a moment and was like, whoa, oh, okay. Because I'm a big fan of the song anyway and of this particular artist. Wait to share this song with you. Let's go. Here we go. This is a vibe right now. Complete vibe. Now, if you've been to my club quarantine after dark sessions, you know I play records like this. So this is my vibe. (laughs) Beyonce, the wetter version of Cuff It, right? Yes, yes, yes. Queen V never disappoints. Never disappoints. Never. She set us up there. She set the tone for these Valentine's Day songs, the the ones that are just for the love of your life, the boo of your life, the the situationship that you're in. (laughs) What two songs do you recommend for us to feel the love? You know, I love new music and I love my old school classic song. I I select the two, two songs that I think people will get into. One is from a friend of mine. Her name is India Sean, and I love this song. It's called Exchange. Pillow talk ain't a song That's my reflection all in your faces Way too much ain't enough My legs are shaking Thank God you're Oh, that is my vibe right there and then my second song just makes me emotional because I was just still a fan of this of her music. I got to take it back to old school Whitney Houston. This is like my favorite Whitney song. I know that when you look at me, it's how you're supposed to feel about someone. So much that you just don't see, but if you would only take the time. I know in my heart find the perfect pitch, the the beauty. I love it. I love it. Well, we are also here to support those strong people looking for the right breakup song to dance to. Uh-huh. On the flip side of all of that, <laughs> I try hard not to break people up. But if I had to be responsible with the music for for a breakup, <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to start with this one right here. You know, we still got to party a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if you're going to break up, at least you got to dance to it. Please don't touch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is too fun. <laughs> 
goodness. Okay, tell people again where they can find you, what you're working on, when to tune in. This has been a moment, and I want everyone to live in that moment as much as they can. Well, you can always find me on Instagram playing my IG live sets. I don't play them as often, but, you know, I probably come on once or twice a week and just have some fun playing for hours. But most of my events that are coming up are like kind of private. I have like Michael Jordan 60th and Oscar parties and, you know, I, I have those events. But I do have an event that I'm going to announce and it's um it's the third anniversary of Club Quarantine. And I'm doing it in New York City on March 18th. And we are announcing it next week. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think this is the final show, right? For yeah, this one? yeah. I won't tell people where I'm having this event, which building, but I'll tell you the area. It's okay. going to be in Harlem. It's going to be in Harlem on March 18th. I don't know. I can't, I can't even believe I told you that. I'm supposed to be keeping it a secret. <laughs> I think your audience oh. is smart enough to figure out what's in Harlem. So, yes, March oh, 18th. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. Wow. Okay. Well, be nice. I, I can't thank you enough for being here with us today of all days and just making us smile and ready to go into the weekend and kind of off into the sunset as well. But I, I need one more favor. I need you to play us out. Give us something. All right now. What's I got it. Hope to see you soon. This is my last song. Come on. It's like my theme song, Catronada. Hey. My theme song right here. You know why? The blood's still burning, the clock still turning, the waist keep one on my eyes. Why? Looking the DJs on my team. Hey, I'm, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. Go DJ. Go DJ. Go DJ. Thanks so much, D-Nice. Nah, this was fun. Hope to see you soon. Well, you guys, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but <laughs> we've reached the end of today's show and our run. And yeah, I'm feeling it. And just like we've tried to do every day here at People Every Day, we're going to end this show with something to make you smile. Back on February 1st, 2021, we here at People started this little podcast that you're listening to here right now. And in the two years since we launched, I have had an absolute blast working with so many talented people from all of our insanely knowledgeable editors here at People who break down the biggest stories and recap breaking news to all of the amazing celebrity guests who sat down with me. It has been a career highlight, truly, to be a part of this show. And like everything you do in life, it's not so much about the thing you're doing. It's about the people that you do it with. Over the last two years, we've had some incredible folks work behind the scenes of our show while we've had a few talented folks come and go. Love you, Julia Weaver and Darby Masters. I am so incredibly proud of the work we've done together as a team here and with this pod people team here that we've been working with. Chrissy, Madison, Tony. Oh my gosh. It is just... It's brought so much light to the show. You, you wouldn't even know. I would. <laughs> so speaking of something to make you smile, sorry. Last January, one of our sound editors, Morgan Foose, who also working behind the show, she joined. And you probably recognize me saying her name at the end of our Friday episodes. She's an incredibly talented audio engineer and sound designer. But there's a lot that goes into a show like this. And in February of last year, actually... Coincidentally enough, one year ago today, we brought on another audio editor, Carter Wogan, who is also a regular in our weekly credits. Morgan lives in Philadelphia and Carter lives in San Diego. And even though they live, what, 
a continent apart. The two of them got along working together on this show and eventually started dating virtually. <laughs> yep, that's right. People bringing people together. They've been at the long distance game for a while now, but in a few months, Morgan is loading up her car, cat included, and moving to SoCal to be closer to Carter. Isn't that amazing? To me, that really kind of sums up what we do here at People. We we bring you the best there is in entertainment journalism, keep you up to date on the royals, of course, sprinkle in some true crime. But at our core, we bring you human stories about real people. And even though this is goodbye for now, I hope this show and the stories we told were all something to make you smile day in and day out. All right, as we get ready to sign off for good, I thought it'd be nice to hear a few goodbyes from some of my favorite guests over the past few years. And it's always such a pleasure. John, thank you so much. Thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This was a pleasure. Thanks for helping me promote the show. Salma, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Serena. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time you gave me to talk about this new project. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Brooke, thank you so much for being on and taking the time with me. Thank you so much. Mark Cuban, thank you so much for for just taking the time and and being on. This, This was a blast. Thanks for having me on. Wow. Well, now my goodbye to you all, the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me bring you the news while being myself day in and day out. I've seen your comments and your DMs, and I am going to miss you all too. Myself, along with associate producers Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, will still be here in the People family. So check out people.com for our stories, videos, and red carpet coverage, and my stories in People magazine. Make sure to pick that up on Fridays. But on your end, do me a favor. Be something to make someone smile today. Enjoy your weekend and stay safe. Thanks as always for listening to People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foos, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Vermillion, Leah Roth-Barsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Mm-hmm.